Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Distraction by Seth caused 
Humberto Carrillo to lose. Liv Morgan opened up sharing that her mom is hero, which is cool. And that's awesome. Charlotte Flair against Ruby Riot. Um, those two are great workers, but I just I don't understand why. No, I'm just gonna skip past that. MVP. He tried recruiting Bobby Lashley. I think that's a good idea to, you know, lock someone in that's a veteran and could easily help Lashley rather than Lana because I think it's kind of, you know, if he's <laughs> – I get it, man. I understand. So if you have any questions, it's Wrestle underscore radio. That's Wrestle underscore radio. Oh, yeah. King Corbin pitched a bitch fit backstage demanding, you know, why should I get food from this building? Why should I do that from – it's just funny to see boring Corbin, I guess. On WWE Raw, as Granny Holster, myself, and others like to put or describe him. Bobby Lashley defeated Truth. Okay, so repeat last week. Okay, wasn't bad. Wasn't, you know, terrible. Women's Tag Team Championship match. So. <laughs> I get messages on. I knew there was a message coming, folks, but not through Facebook. But if you want to, wrestle radio forward slash Facebook dot com, wrestle underscore radio on Instagram, Brian Rails or B Train O five thousand at Twitter. You can send me messages through there, but the iconics had a disagreement. Wow, they're breaking up the iconics. Interesting. So disqualification. So, Roy slammed Bliss repeatedly into the ring post. Okay. The referee asked her to stop, and yeah, I remember that. Asuka. Nia Jax attacked Asuka. This is cool. Okay, so we're kind of repeating what, you know, what went on in NXT. Just a slight bit. Shayna Baszler beat Natalia in a submission match. Okay. So, Natty looked a bit questionable. Okay, I'm falling asleep. Kevin Owens, um, yeah, Kevin Owens came back with the Kevin Owens show, so that was interesting, you know, awesome theory. Angel Garza and Andrade Cien almost basically they tried to jump Kevin Owens and Apollo Crews came out because I have someone similar that knows you guys quite familiar whatever moving forward folks Kevin Owens and Apollo Crews you know, they beat Andrade because of a miscue by Austin Theory McIntyre okay, Alistair Black Beat Buddy Murphy is qualification because Austin Theory got involved. The Viking Raiders welcome the Street Crowds in action competition. It's kind of funny, kind of comedic, but you need a comedic part in the show, right? It gave it elements. Gave, you know, it's giving it flavor. McIntyre <laughs> beat Corbin with a Claymore kick. Wow. So surprisingly, tonight's WWE Raw, I watched... Uh, you know, some of it because I need something to do. During, the, like I said, during this whole bullshit type thing going on. 
And by bullshit, I mean it's not cool that almost 30,000 people in my home state are dying at rapid pace. So here's death, folks. Staring you right in the face on on the news updates on my fucking phone. But we're not talking about that right now. We are talking about professional wrestling. Get me focused, shall we? So WWE Raw wasn't terrible, but the one underlying question that I have for anyone and everyone is a theory that might prove useful. Is Austin Theory the guy that you want to push across the board and say, hey, we trust you because obviously he jumped shit from NXT so quick because of all the uh, names of talent that did not participate on the Gilly's Raw roster. There's a lot of names that can and there's a lot of names that cannot. They obviously have to keep people separated because of what's going on. But anyways, Austin Theory. Before he got to WWE, I mean, he was making waves with the wrestling world. So, how the name came about, I don't know. He's been around quite a while. So, <laughs> he's only focused with my God, he's a baby. He was born August 2nd, 1997. So, that means... Jesus Christ. The kid's only 23 years old. Just think about 10 and 07. 20 and 2017. And three years out of the bat. So he's almost 23. He's born in Georgia. Okay, I knew that. So he started around 2016. That was on May 5th. I knew I saw him somewhere. Okay, so he started off in Progress Wrestling, folks. And I'm very familiar with that group. And then he, let's see here, went to Evolve. I've seen him at Evolve. I get San Antonio. That is that, That's where I saw him. So he had a match with Keith Lee, Jason Kincaid. Mark Haskins and Mark Andrews. So, a lot of NXT guys got their start in progress and also evolved. So, he's also teamed with Jenny. And he's based with Osprey and Katie Ray. So, Osprey and Katie Ray, okay. People from NXT UK, World Wrestling Network in 2016 and 2019, Full Impact Pro. He was defeated by A.R. Fox. So it looks like AEW and WWE have crossed paths. That's obvious because, you know, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Foreman, the point is we're focusing on Austin Theory, folks. So at Evolve 80, he lost to Ethan Page, also in AEW. He also lost to Rio Apparently, this guy's on a losing streak. At Evolve 88, he defeated Ethan Case. So he's on a winning streak. Next night at Evolve 89, he defeated Trent Beretta. Thank God, man. This guy's had a lot of run-ins with uh, AEW talent. 
Evolve 97 series seated Fred Yehi for the FIP World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, let's fast forward this. So, oh, he holds the victory over <laughs> Imperium's own one half tag team champion, Fabian Eichner. But this was back. Let's see here. So, Theory beat Fabian Eichner and Roderick Strong to win the Evolve Championship. At Evolve 139, November 9th, 2019, he lost the Evolve Championship to Josh Briggs. Okay, on June 16, 2018, Theory made his Lucha Libre debut by losing to Ray Horace. Some of these names, folks, I'm not familiar with. Some of them I am. So, he had an early appearance in NXT 2018 and 2020. So, he tried out in February of 2018. Here he retained his WWN Championship by being Marcel Bartel. A lot of familiar names in NXT UK. You know what? Some of the things that, when that's up and running again, maybe, I mean, my God, man, the guy is already making... As I said, waves with WWE. I mean, somebody must have seen something in this kid, boost him up to where he's at right now. Because I'm not, you know, he kind of reminds me of Lance Storm just a smidgen. Okay, and then he made his in-ring debut because Undisputed Era's Roderick Strong was holding an, uh, was holding an open challenge, right? His debut on Raw, of course, folks, was during this pandemic. It was on March 30th at the Performance Center. They immediately slapped him together with Angel Garza and Andrade Fianamas. And then he wasn't a fit, so they put him with Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. I mean, I'm not so sure, folks. What's going on? But I do know there's such a thing as we wonder. I wonder if Austin Theory is going to be the theory that proves useful because when you've got a whole bunch of guys on the roster that have already made their names well known, like Seth Rollins, Aleister Black. I could go on, but there's probably I mean, a lot of names through NXT, like Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Tommaso Ciampa, Karrion, or actually a ton, ton of things, a ton of names. So really at this point, you wonder the general viewing public of watching Austin Theory what he brings to the table. I'm not trying to bore you guys to tears, but Austin Theory, to be honest with you, is one of those workers that you're just like, how did he get up to the top of the mountain so quick? I myself am trying to figure that stuff out because really at this point, he jumped factions in two weeks because they weren't 
it was not clicking on all cylinders, I guess. So they got you know, go back to the drawing board, as they say in professional wrestling, and just try things again. The trial and error. I don't pretend to know what creative's doing, but they must know something we don't. But this kid, it's not that he's not talented. It's just weird. I mean, how many people are they going to try to sell since we don't have Roman or Dean? Because, you know, Dean's now Moxley and AEW. We're going to try out Austin Theory with Seth and Buddy Murphy. I mean, it's an odd combo. You have weird beard bulbs. Not to say that hairstyle or grooming has anything to do with his wrestling skill, but, I mean, it does. Question, folks. What's going on? I mean, Aleister Black is not on a losing streak. They're putting him in the fray of things. He's moving his way up, too. Um, I don't know if um, Vince has a hand and anything, but he did say, I am going to leave, and then had to come back, well, because, again, this horrible shit, known as the uh, worst plague since the plague, just brought Vince back, and now we're having a lot of stars prove their worth, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, honestly, to be, if I'm being dead honest with you all, I have not a clue. Because what if Austin Theory doesn't pan out? What if he ends up being kind of dull? Just like a lot of people question um, the fact that Buddy Murphy's been thrown into the main picture and then kind of disappears and then comes back. They've improved the depth of his character because, you know, at this point, looking at Buddy Murphy and looking at Austin Theory, there is a dude probably that saw something in those two. Maybe, I don't know, Seth said, okay, take a look at these guys. I want to work with them. I want to make them better. I think they can work real. I think they can work well with me is what the conversation might have been or might have entailed. And again, it's just like, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Dude, I mean, my whole take on the whole moving Austin Theory up to the point where it's like, okay, we believe you, cool, we don't believe you, awesome. Pulling an audience for the wrong reasons? I don't know, man. At this point, I'm just thankful they have professional wrestling, so... Oh, wow. 40 minutes left, and I'm not going to go on around. I'm just going to question it. Because turning off the rails uncensored, I'm basically going to tell you all what I believe is going to happen to AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor. There's a lot of wrestling opening up lately. There's travel and stuff that's been lifted. You know, the travel bans have been lifted slowly. Reopening may or may not prove useful, but that's a different discussion for a different podcast. That's if I ever open up the floodgates on a political one. And God, I am not 
contemplating that idea. I don't want to, sir. And I have told you before, please stop messaging me about gun control. Get lower, man. Anyways, folks, past the semantics and rambling rants or rambling nature of myself, Austin Theory, only almost 23 years old, and I mean, the man's already been up through a ball. He's beat Roderick Strong, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel. So, is he underrated? Is he going to prove useful? Well, you're going to find out with my theory about Austin Theory. The play on fucking words, but you know what? Off the Rails Uncensored has a trademark podcast that has been running since 2000, March 7, 2016. Any further user insemination or replica, and replications of Off the Rails Uncensored is a $45 fine that will go straight to my account. If you have any further questions, please contact me through WrestleRadio forward slash Facebook dot com, Wrestle underscore radio, or the website that is soon to be coming. Actually, well, now that things are down, no. But Off the Rails Uncensored, folks, is not suitable for kids under the age of 18. If you have a child listening to my shit, please understand that they should not be listening to content that is not suitable for their ears. So in other words, explicit content on a podcast. Podcast 14 material, 18 and older. I don't need to go into further detail, but folks, this is the point in the show where I speak my opinions and thoughts and concerns about not just WWE, but other wrestling organizations around the wrestling spectrum. So, time to jump into my head, you fuckers, and I cannot guarantee that you will ever be the same. Monkeys in the truck, it's my music. A newly acquired 
body on WWE Raw because of the depleted roster and what's going on. And also, folks, we'll talk about... Actually, we're going to do this now. If we had time, please, I'd like to say a prayer for former superstar in WWE named Shad, who he and his son went missing earlier this afternoon, or earlier this week. And so, by some miracle, he could be found in some way, shape, or form, hopefully alive. We all could pull together for a wrestling community just this once. Um, Hopefully they find him. They pulled off, they called off search parties, and we don't know what's going on. So, that's what's going on in the wrestling world. There's a lot of people posted about him earlier, but I, I've met him at WrestleCon, like amongst others that have met him. He's a pretty nice guy. And so, our prayers are with his, his wife or his girlfriend, whomever, and it's his son. So, and also him, the human being. So hopefully, man, get found, and that's all I can say on that matter. And we're going to pause 10 seconds for station notification in the hopes that something gets, or something similar thereof gets found in Shad, okay? Pausing 10 seconds for station notification right here on Off the Rails and Center and Wrestle Radio Network. Okay, folks, so here we are on Off the Rails and Censored discussing a future star. And you know what? All I got to say is... We don't know what Austin Theory brings to the table. We honestly haven't seen very much of his matches. I mean, he did. He did not do that much in NXT. You know, he did face Roderick Strong. He took him to the limit. And the fans absolutely ate it up. So, hmm, this is interesting. This is very, very interesting. So, (laughs) 
I'm sorry, folks, for the long pause. I'm just reading some of the articles that were made about professional wrestling today. Kind of cool reading stuff about Becky. So I apologize for the, you know, long-winded pauses. But, you know, my honest opinion about Austin Theory, I don't know much about the guy. So it's hard to make an assessment on a guy who you barely fuck know. I do recall seeing him involved. But that was years ago. That was, I don't even think he was in San Antonio, now that I think about it. I think it was somewhere else. I can't recall where. It may have been Wrestling Revolver. If he ever wrestled for one of those shows. I don't think it did because it never mentioned him wrestling for Sammy. The point is, folks, I don't know much about the guy. How are we supposed to make a judgment on a guy you barely know? You can't. So it can't go one of my tyrannical rants about, well, this guy doesn't have any depth. He doesn't speak well on the mic. He's a very animated guy. So that's the difference between him and Lance Storm. Both are bald. Well, one had a, you know, he had a very good career in being a, a bad guy that drew the crowd. And he knew what to do in the ring. Uh, that'd be Lance Storm. It's just sometimes Lance is very dull on the other side of the spectrum of professional wrestling. And what do I mean by that? If I could be serious for a moment, definitely pull the crowd in some kind of way. So I'm going to tell you right now. His look is very similar. The ring gear, the only thing missing... Between Austin Theory and Lance Storm is Lipsy. The Canadian flag on the ass. And that's it. Who else can I compare Austin Theory to? Um, well, bald dudes that were boring in WWE. Uh, I don't think he's boring. I, I don't think he's boring. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> theories about Austin Theory. He's underrated. He does a lot of flippy-flippy shit. Well, a lot of wrestlers do flippy-flippy shit. Aleister Black, Seth Rollins, Ben Balor, even Keith Lee. A guy that's well over 300 pounds does a lot of flippy-flippy shit. point I'm trying to make is we don't know much about this guy. What is he going to do to make us go, oh, wow, I think this is pretty cool? We joined up with Seth Rollins, so we instantly jumped in the credibility pool, right? Because in WWE, that's what I'm talking about. He instantly joins another faction, kind of has a lot of question marks, so he can't be an individual is what you're saying? I don't... I'm not sure that if you wanted to, you could book him however you wanted to build them. We're not creative, though. So the problem with this whole entire spiel is if you put him too quickly into a faction that we don't know is going to work, it's like putting the NWO together so rapidly to the point where you're just like, okay, are these guys going to click? So he didn't click with Garza, and he did not click well with Andrade. Could it be backstage politics? We don't know. We don't know anything about Austin Theory other than the fact that he was in NXT for a brief pickup and then 
story between him and Undisputed got completely axed. And they're like, oh, man, we see something this kid. we got to call him up to Maine. Um, that could be a mix of things. It could be a wide variety of things. The question is, you know, how long will this last before we start getting audiences? Will the audience react like, oh, yeah, okay, we watch it on the USA Network. We see that Austin Theory didn't do so well in one faction and jumped to another. Is it too soon for this kid? He's only 22 years old, and yet, I mean, he's – could he be elevated to win the United States Championship or – Would he go to SmackDown Live and win the Intercontinental? We don't know. The beauty part about this, you never know what's going to happen in professional wrestling. Or as the old adage goes, anything goes, anything can happen in world wrestling entertainment. It was a mix of promo and wrestling, thank the Lord. Because I think they're catching on vaguely, but just you have segment after segment with microphones. It's like there's no audience reaction, and I get it. It's a three-hour production. But uh, my one critique is could there be less talking and more action? Maybe you have, like, two promos the entire night, not, like, four gajillion. Thank God Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross didn't pick up a microphone, uh, you know, before their match with the Iconics. Otherwise, they would have turned it off and said, why are you doing this this way? <laughs> but the show was better tonight. I, wouldn't, I watched, I forced myself to watch some of WWE Raw, something I hadn't fucking done in a while. Because I think it would be not too objective. I... I have to tell myself, okay, watch the show and see what happens. If I don't watch the show and I'm only reading results, I can still gauge what happens, but I don't get a clear picture, you know, action-wise. So, yeah, so Street Profits and the Viking Raiders... They have match throwing competition. It's like watching a movie, but a bad one at that. So that segment was kind of pointless, but it's kind of funny. It's kind of like I can't take my eyes off of it. It's so bad, I'll just watch it anyways type thing. That was that segment. It wasn't terrible. It was just like, okay, I think we do need comedic relief for this portion of WWE Raw. But you know what? Um, I'm going to continue my honest thoughts on Austin Theory. I don't really know how to put this, but I don't, like I said, he's a very talented person. Very talented superstar. But I don't know if it's this theory is going to prove useful, or is it going to be? Is he going to be one of those guys that I can't really tell his individual skill until he's part of a faction type thing? That's very 
that's a, like a very odd testing system. We don't know his worth, you know. We don't know what he's capable of. He must be doing something right, folks, because obviously when someone is on a show and they bump themselves up from NXT to Maine so quickly, like Bianca Belair. Now, the difference between her and Austin Theory, one's obviously female, one's obviously male. Bianca Belair and him started off NXT at different times. But it took year upon years for Bianca Belair to get to the main roster. Now, so because, I mean, look, she's just... There are parts of me that say, okay, she turned from heel to babyface. I don't know. It's nothing to do with heel and babyface. It's timing. It's There's also the fact that Austin Theory has done a few things in his career that, oh, well, you know, people have all done shit, especially celebrities, before they became famous, right? Women, you know, some people mention personal shit. I, depending on the person, but you know what? I just came across something that's going to segue off topic, folks, but Owen Hart's widow explains why she won't allow him in WWE Hall of Fame. Owen Hart's widow, Martha, has explained her reasoning for not allowing his induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. This is written by Ryan Satin, saying the event is put on for profit only and does not have a physical home. She's wanting to talk about profit, but okay. Martha Hart touched on the conversation, which seems to arise every year about the possibility of Owen being inducted. Okay, as you recall, Mark Henry even made a public plea to Martha during the Hall of Fame speech in 2018. I was there, asking her to allow it to happen. There's always been this talk about, oh, that we want Owen in the Hall of Fame, she said. Their Hall of Fame. They don't even have a hallway of fame. It doesn't exist. There's nothing. It's a fake entity. There's nothing real or tangible. It's just an event they have to make money. They put it on TV and have a celebration, and it's just so ridiculous. I would never entertain it. It's garbage. Martha has instead chosen to memorialize Owen to a foundation in his name. Okay, well, that's nice, but... Her insistence on the WWE Hall of Fame side hard admits she's forgiven Vince McMahon for Owen's death in 1999. Okay, so that's nice. At the end of it all, I've forgiven all of them, really, she told the publication. The Hart family, Vince McMahon, I don't hold any grudges. Bullshit. I hope life has been kind to all of them. My life hasn't been easy. Yes, because you're not sponging off of Owen anymore. I certainly wouldn't wish harm on anyone. Hmm. I believe her on that statement. Some damage in life is irreparable. You can't fix it. It's done. Again, you can forgive people, but it doesn't mean you have to befriend them and be associated with them. At the same time, I don't wish any harm, and I hope their lives turned out well. That's the casualties of war. They made their choices and have to live with them. Okay, well... We've known for years that Martha does not want Owen in the Hall of Fame. And a lot of fans have been saying, Benoit, Owen, that's controversial. And 
I just, at this point, folks, I'm not happy with her decision, and that's, you know, just personal opinion. She said she forgave Vince. She said she forgave several people for Owen's death. But I just, I'm sorry. I'm not going to just be like, okay, cool, you've forgiven him. He's like, it's a fake entity. Here, do you know that Brett's been inducted? And, of course, we know that. There's a lot of people that say there's a difference between Brett and Owen. But I will just tell you right now. Brett, dear Lord, uh, I love the dude. Um, if I say anything negative, it's probably going to make me look unprofessional or sing, sound unprofessional. I met the guy at WrestleCon and went into his line to get an autograph. And I was going to buy his sunglasses, but I didn't have cash. I only had a credit card. So long story short, I was going to go to the ATM. And lo and behold, the words uttered the following and sounded something like this. No, you're standing fucking line right now. Not falsified. He did cuss at a fan, and I'm pretty sure fans were like, "Okay, well, at least it wasn't me that was uh, made a fool of." But you know, I like Owen much better because I actually met Owen when I was a kid, and I know that Martha's. You know, she says she's not grieving her wife. You know, she's. You can't say that you're not. When in fact you are. She says she's forgiven Vince. Really? Well. To be honest with you folks. I think the entirety. Of the rest of the discussion is going to be. Why isn't Owen going to the Hall of Fame? His wife is going to sue the company. If. If. They do put him in the Hall of Fame. And she said well it's fake. It's not a real entity. Is they don't even have a Hall of Fame. They're, they put people in the Hall of Fame during WrestleMania because now if they were to if they were to make a Hall of Fame, where would they put it? New York? That's like the hotbed where the fucking pandemic is. Did we know there was going to be one? No. And I mean, explain something to you. This shit pisses me off because for years now we've been saying, okay, Put Owen in, put Benoit, maybe Benoit, and maybe not, because there's theories, there's conspiracy theories about Chris. But Owen, I was there during his death. And unfortunately, you know, this was the same woman who said, I hold no ill will against him because she won a fucking lawsuit against the city that I used to live in. If that's not petty... No, it's not petty. It's it's normal to feel grievance. You know, you feel like you know, feel like you saw on pay per view, and then I don't know if they no, they never posted something like that. But the point is, she says I have no ill will. I forgive Vince because of all the money that she's gotten already, folks. Some part of the Hart family has to believe that Owen belongs in the Hall of Fame. And for her to sit there and say, I don't want to be associated, 
you wouldn't be accepting his, you know, Hall of Fame induction. And it, it'd be a shame if you didn't give Owen's legacy a light or shed some light on how wonderful a dude he was and how great a wrestler he was and how I remember at my eighth birthday how Owen Hart was one of the nicest dudes I have ever met in my life. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, you know what? After reading that article aloud, because I told you I, I tend to browse and get distracted, I believe that it's only fair that Owen get the credibility that he deserves into the WWE Hall of Fame because how many times have we inducted the NWO or D-Generation X? I mean, we've immortalized them several times. And not to say that that's wrong, but doesn't WWE need a little bit of variety when it comes to this shit? Even if we, okay, folks, even if WrestleMania gets postponed next year, which we don't know if that'll happen. We don't know if it'll be at the Performance Center again. We don't even know if there's going to be a crowd. Maybe they ought to do a virtual Hall of Fame induction on the network or on USA or Zoom, however they want to fucking do it and just vote in because it has to be permission from the family members. We have to respect their wishes. I get it. But I also know out of respect for a man that has worked his ass off and literally had to live in the shadows of Brett and the British Bulldog and Yokozuna. Not live in the shadows, but just, you know, just basically play second fiddle and be like, okay, well... They never gave him a WWE title opportunity. Never. Because of the blemish that was Bret Hart's legacy in WWE, then it was forgiven, whatever, moved past the Montreal screw job. Owen felt so alone. You know, I I just wanna point out folks Owen Hart Without him, certain heels would not have certain kind of influences. You know, there's Brian Pillman and a bit of Stone Cold when he was the ringmaster and, okay, Savio Vega, and you know, all in that era. If it weren't for him, Vader, British Bulldog, and a few other guys, wrestling, you know, influences would not pop up. I mean, a lot of people say... Well, I was influenced by Brett. I was influenced by Davy Boy. How many people can say, you know, Owen Hart was such a great intercontinental champion or Owen deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? And I know this took up most of the bulk of the discussion, folks, but it's true. Oh, it's damn true. And I'm glad that Martha forgave Vince and the rest of the company. But I just want to point out that there are limitations when it comes to you say you don't hold a grudge, but I mean, here, I mean, you're just saying you're making an excuse as to why he can't be inducted into something that fans know, that wrestling fans know. And I know that it's difficult, Martha, but I'm just going to leave it as. You can hold on to say that you're not holding a grudge, but you are. 
you're holding a grudge by not letting him go into something that, yes, they don't have a hall for, but his name gets put into a program, not just a program, but his name gets immortalized. I mean, the man wrestled against a lot of big names, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the guys that have been inducted over and over and over again because, well, either the company has run out of names or they can't induct names that fans really want because the family members are saying no. So, that matter, I'm going to switch gears here to take a breather from the 15-minute rant and just point out that tomorrow's guest is going to be none other than Jake Logan. Do I want to fight him? Hell no, I'd rather interview the fucker. Because the man is huge. Have you seen the size of this cat? Jesus Christ, he's big. And this is the same guy that also had an audition, or tryout, if you will, for WWE's NXT. So he's a bright up-and-coming future professional wrestler and champion, might I add. Whether he ends up in Ring of Honor, New Japan, WWE's NXT, this dude is huge. Not just because he's huge will he make it, but, you know, I've watched some of his wrestling videos on YouTube, and I am a firm believer that this guy will make it big. Eventually. So, there's that. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Austin Theory, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I don't know what to tell you about this guy. Like I said, it's an open journal, really. You can't really judge someone that you haven't really seen that much of. I've seen some of his stuff, but I don't remember some of his matches. I vaguely remember his match with Roderick Strong after reading that bit. But I do know, like I said, people have a past and it doesn't define them. Look at Paige. She made amends with the whole wrestling universe and community. She turned it into something beautiful because she's on, you know, after the bell rings or after the bell, whatever show that's called, on Fox which you can catch 11, or 11 Eastern, 10 Central on Fox. Cheap plug, I know. You can also catch Tomorrow's Show with Jake Logan at a new time, uh, 7 Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Be sure to tune in and call in at 213-943-3422. That's 213-943-3422 if you have any questions for Jake. I mean, this is going to be a fun show tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be... Unpacked with actions, another audition of Off the Rails Uncensored. There'd be people that have stayed through the entire duration of my show, like Amaya Jade did. Buku um, Dao, my God, that madman. I love that little dude to death. He is, well, he's not a little, he's little muscular dude. Point is, he stayed on there. I don't know if he was, I believe he was sober. I don't know. The man challenged Ricochet. I think he may or may not have remembered, which is funny, because I've had him on my show three, four times now. I'm afraid to have him. Well, no, no, that's a lie. I'm not afraid to have him. I have no filters on my show, folks. 
So if you have any wrestling questions, advice, career advice, wrestling-wise, call in the show tomorrow, 213-943-3422. It is toll-free. You will not get charged. Just down the line if you want to. Visit us on WrestleRadio Network, forward slash Facebook.com. Listen to the uh, show live if you want to. Stream it live on It'll be it'll be going on live on Facebook. Show record takes about two hours for it to record. So if you want to re-listen to it, share, download to iTunes for free. It is free for now. Will there be a, a charge for the episodes later? Sure. Just not now. All right, folks. Join us. Tune in tomorrow for the show. I've got a few thoughts left about Austin Theory. I'm not sure about the guy. I'm really not sure, and I don't know if it's too soon to pop him up this quick like he did Diesel. He did a few superstars back in the past, but it could be different. Everyone's different. Everyone's got a new story to tell, so you know the famous saying, the jury's still out. We can't judge unless we've walked a mile in their shoes, right? So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Get about it. And, uh, you know, we'll see Lady Lynn next week. That'll do it for tonight's show, folks. <clears throat> Toodles, bitches, I got to go to sleep, and we got a, we got a hell of a lot to do tomorrow for, for tomorrow's show, so. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who had a mind to disagree? Dig it. The cult of personality The cult of personality